welcome to the Chicago Golf Tour Podcast. That's Rob, I'm Tom, and we're going to take you on the journey. What is the CGT? Here we go. All right, folks, welcome back. We are back, and we are back better than ever, Rob. How are we doing? What's going on, Tom? Not much, my man. Not much. How are we doing? How was the weekend? Good. Good. How was your weekend? Weekend was good. Weekend was good. Yeah. We were, uh, I was down in Florida, as you know, with... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, to visit uh, my brother PJ, um, play some golf, eat some seafood, and that was about it. You know, yeah. How'd you swing? Not great. Uh, Not awful. Let's just say this: not not as bad. Some holes were as bad as I anticipated. Other holes were not. Um, Overall, I mean, it's kind of what I expected. Yeah. Short game was horrendous. Um, primarily putting, chipping, just no feel. Um, no. Green speeds. The first day I was lost. I was like either five feet short or five feet past the hole. Do you think that Bettinardi was too heavy for you compared to your? Oh, yeah. I went. So check this out. <laughs> first, first hole. Um, it was like, you know, I don't know. It's probably like 360, right? Uh-huh. Pipe one down the fairway, three wood, throw into like six feet. Ooh. Make the bird with the Benari. Oh, felt good. I came out firing and I'm like, oh my God. Cause the range, <laughs> the range, the range session was actually like surprisingly good. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, maybe that's just because like, I haven't played in a while and, and didn't really have any, you know, expectations or, or what, and sure. I'm kind of just loose. So I'm like, man, this is going to be, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> Three holes later, I went seven, seven, seven. Oh, oh yeah. no. The wheels, the wheels fell off real quick. <laughs> Wait. So um, prior to the seven, 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 what were you drinking? No, this is at like, oh. this was at like seven, 30 in the morning <laughs> so i went birdie birdie bogey par to start mm-hmm. and then yeah i got i got caught in i think like a sand wasteland and got stuck like in a palm tree <laughs> and then yeah and then like punched up around the green but then was also like behind uh, or just adjacent to like another palm tree. Sure. Yeah. It was just, so after that, it was like, okay, you know, I tried to salvage it, but at that point I'm like, all right, well, you know, we're just, we're playing for, for pars here. So. Right. Um, PJ play. PJ played insane. Um, yeah. It's the lowest. So I hate having to say this, um, because I thought I would never have to say it. Um, but he beat me. And yeah. Um, and I told them within like the last six months that that would never happen. So, um, yeah, he got. So Florida living has been good to him. Yeah. I mean, I think he shot, I think he shot like 82 or something like that. 81. Nice. Um, yeah. He said it's the best round he's put up in Florida since he's been there. There you go. Yeah. I mean, the guy was making everything. He made like a 
literally a 45 footer on 18 for birdie. Um, he just played really well. Um, didn't really have any big holes, you know, salvaged some of the bad shots. He chipped his short game was really good. Uh, he, yeah. got, he got up and down a lot. Um, yeah, he played really good. But the uh, yeah, first day we played 27. Um, so he waxed me the 18. We, <laughs> we, we ate lunch and then we went back out there for like the uh, the second nine. And he got me again by like two strokes. But at that point, I mean, I was in between. So I pulled the Bettinardi after like the third hole, right? Went back to the fifth. Yeah. Um, the Bettinardi on like anything out of like 12 feet, I was just like, I didn't know how far to pull back because it's so heavy. Right, right. And, you know, these greens were, were quick. So yeah. I was so lost. And I'm like, you know what? I need to go back to Phil. Plus like the Bettinardi, the next offset. So like mm-hmm. either like the toe or the heel was like off the ground. It just felt really weird. Okay. I'm like, I got to go back to the hockey stick, Phil. <laughs> um, but overall, it was a great trip. Uh, played some pretty cool, pretty cool courses. Um, had some good holes. Had some, you know, good short-lived, like, you know, full holes. Then, mm-hmm. you know, next hole is just like, what are you doing? What, like, what is that? Um, well, I mean. Either way, you weren't in the snow or the cold, so, you know. Right. So it was a quick quick little trip. Like I said, I tried to just keep, you know, um, good vibes and not really let it get to me. It rained the second day. Mm-hmm. That bothered me. Not even so much like playing bad. Well, that led into playing bad because I literally had like three straight drives that you know, probably totaled like 75 yards. They're just like cold, wet toppers. That, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just like, I had both rain gloves on, but still even to that point, yeah. it was just like coming out of my hand. Um, but other than that, like besides like the annoying rain, it was a good trip, you know? Yeah. Like you That's said, good. Golf's awesome. Yeah. Golfing in January never, uh, never hurts. So yeah. Can't beat that. Yeah. Um, speaking of golf, there was more golf besides the uh, the Florida golf. There was Hawaii golf, and that oh, yeah. the Sony Open. Mm-hmm. Did you did you catch any of that? Yeah, I got to watch some of it uh, more this past weekend than last weekend. It was um, pretty entertaining. Hideki on the back nine on Sunday was crazy, and that three wood in the playoff was just insane, ridiculous. I uh, absolutely insane. I'm not going to lie. I actually didn't see any of it because I was either, you know, eating crab legs or golfing. (laughs) So I'm kind of jealous, especially when I saw the highlights on um, Sunday night. I contemplated rewatching it on Monday, just didn't find time. Um, But I heard it was insane. I heard he was down five with nine to play. Yeah, it was. um... And then I think it was that part three was a, a two shot swing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was good golf all around too. Like Kisner, he was, he had a good weekend. So it was, it was good to see. It was fun to watch. I also got a crack. Did you see that whole thing uh, with him being interviewed on Colt Nose's uh, podcast? Who cares? About the, 
Yeah, about the money games. No. No, uh, they, they were basically talking about like how, you know, usually back in the day, um, there still happens, but not as much as usual, but like the Tuesday money games and how they all, you know, they pay for the cash games. And Spieth was brought up and they asked him and Kisner was busting his chops because Spieth, he was basically saying Spieth's that type of person. If he wins, he wants the money right away. But if he loses, <laughs> he takes a couple of days to pay it out. So I got a kick out of that. He seems like that type of guy. <laughs> That's your boy. Yeah. I love Kiz. I mean, I saw – so I didn't see that, but I saw him. Um, basically, there was like a graphic about the Georgia Bulldogs winning the national championship, then him finishing like third at the Sony, and then him coming on saying, ain't no hobby. Right. So yeah. I thought that was pretty good. Um, he just cracks me up, man. Um, saw another good one from – the national championship when Max was pretty much saying like Max home was like, you know, he said something about the national championship and then kids chimed in. He said, this game looks like it's being played on Max Homa's arm hair <laughs> because the field, <laughs> the field was all like weird looking. I was cracking up at that. I didn't see that one. Oh, so funny. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, yeah. The, uh, the Hawaii swing is, is officially over. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pumped for Hideki. Um, we were just talking to him before we jumped on here, and, and you mentioned a really good point about him, you know, winning at the Masters kind of, you know, jump-started maybe his career. Um, yeah. I heard that on quite a few other podcasts that I like to listen to. It seems like everybody, you know, I mean, it's a great point. Yeah, because we we've talked about it earlier. Like, he did – he did have success early on and then he kind of, you know, went sleepy Joe and then he woke up, won the masters. And then he's pretty much. He, go ahead. Yeah, he's won th- three times this year, this past year. So yeah. what, I think he's got a total or something. So, right. so yeah, now we got the, uh, the American express this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be something to look forward to. I mean, now that just, Golf in general is back. It's 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 a whole different um, it's a whole different ball game. It's like a whole different mindset. Like you know, prior to like at the end of the year, besides like the tour championship, some of those tournaments are just like you know, eh. and then obviously you have like the start of the new season, which is right. like you know, you know, half the guys don't even go. But um, yeah, golf being back, I mean, just all around is a, is a great thing. So yeah, plus and then also that Netflix um announcement this week was awesome. So I'm excited for that. That's gonna be super cool. Did you see what Bryson said about that? Yeah, he doesn't want to he doesn't want to take away from it or something. He wants to give other people a chance, basically, or something like that. Yeah, basically, yes. Um yeah, the the more the guy talks, the more he just puts his foot in his mouth. Um I'm pretty I'm surprised Brooks did it. To be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I am and I'm not. I mean, I think he shadily likes the attention, although he acts like he just doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's going to be great no matter what. Um, I can't believe they got, you know, so many guys to do it. Yeah. You know, what is it? Um, 
yeah, it's, I mean, you got speed, you got fee now. I'm sure it just trickled one after the other. Once one person signed, they just kept on falling through. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be super cool to see all that, you know, behind the scenes. Um, I it's know cool that they got all the majors too. Yeah. All the majors are on board, especially the masters. I'm right. Sure that's going to be awesome. Right. Um, I'm surprised, you know, Augusta is like allowing that to happen for them mm-hmm. to go into, you know, um, whatchamacallit, what's it called? The, the bunk or where everybody stays, you know. Above. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm you know, drawing a blank on that too. Yes. Yeah, but I'm just, you know, just with the, I guess what I'm getting at is the tradition of Augusta, and, mm-hmm. you know, how they're, how they're pretty uh, up yeah. on, on mm-hmm. that. I'm surprised it's, it's happening, but I'm glad it's happening. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we have a, uh, a great episode. Um, probably one of the most important episodes today. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. and we are going to go through everything that we're doing in 2022. So we'll start with the minor stuff, you know, the minor sure. change, and, and there's more to it. These are just more, some of the more notable ones. Um, mm-hmm. we have tweaked the, the player handbook, um, which is operations rules, you know, to an extent. Um, so some notables that we've, we've changed, um, moving forward. So we'll start with the tour schedules. It makes sense to start with the schedules, right? So, yes, of course. Yep. So tour schedules, um, are officially moving back. We are no longer doing March golf. So it might be a little easier. Yeah. A little, we, little warmer. Yeah. Right. When we talked about it, it was like, okay, well, would would most would most of us rather be playing in October or starting in March? And it was a clear cut majority vote. I'd rather be playing in late fall than you know early spring. So tour schedules are moving back. Um specifically the Southside tour is going to start off uh April 16th and run to September 24th. And then the North and the West Side tours are going to kick off uh April 23rd and run through October 8th. So we'll both be wrapping up, you know, um, towards the end of September, early October. And then of course we have the Ryder cup following, you know, the North and West side tour championship. So that would be on the 15th. So, so the tour schedules are moving back. Like I said, only makes sense. Um, Next up, we got tournament rounds. Um, so next year we're not going to be taking any, any type of outside rounds towards your handicap. Your handicap right. is totally going to be off of, of tournament rounds only. Um, and that's actually going to be through leaderboard Kings world handicap system. So right. we're not using CDGA next year. Um, I mean, obviously if the person wants to keep their CGA, they can keep it, but we're going to be using correct. leaderboard King. Correct. And I will still have a cdga uh handicap i think so will i yeah i think majority will just because you know if you know even prior to the chicago golf tour you know yeah. most of us have always kept a cdj handicap mm-hmm. because it's it's one of the associations and it's a handicap system um, yep. for what we need it for is strictly tournament rounds so 
we are moving to leaderboard king. So, and now we start to dive into a little bit more of the bigger things. So one of the bigger things that we're introducing in 2022 is we're doing a one hour block tea time window at ever, or excuse me, a one hour block tea time window every Saturday and Sunday at each event. Yep. So that means every event, both weekends, there's going to be a one hour block for our guys to come in and play. Now that window isn't going to be the same at each event, but knowing that you have a one hour window every weekend at every event is a yep. game changer. So yeah, it's huge. Yeah. So for multiple reasons. So, um, you know, guys that like to just go out and, you know, network or guys that like to just go find a game Yep. You know, in, in this, you could have already played your official round. You know, you might just want to go back and, and circle back and, and meet new people, you know? Yeah. Um, just, but it also helps the people that, you know, can't find someone to play and they want to meet new people like you're saying. Right. So that's, that's the biggest reason we did it. Um, specifically for that reason, for guys that, you know, had a hard time finding guys to pair up with last year. Um, we've also added something else we'll get at um, here in a minute to combat that. But this is like a, a secondary option. And the fact that it's like a, it's essentially a standing tea time at each event. Um, we're going to have a tea sheet on our website where, yep. where you're going to be able to go on and, you know, input your name for said tea time. Um, this is going to have to be booked pretty well in advance because the way that it's going to work is that I'm in turn then going to share that T-sheet with um, said course. And then whatever unbooked times we don't use, yeah. we're going to re-release those back to the public. So, yep. and all of this will be, you know, communicated via, you know, the welcome email and all of the um, correspondence leading up to the season and then even on the booking page. So that's super cool. Um, just knowing that there's going to be one hour each weekend, our guys are going to be out there. Yep. So, yeah. That's super cool to see. So we will obviously touch more on that um, later down the road, but that is something huge for us. Um, sticking with tea time schedule. So cross tour attesting, we've mentioned this before, uh, maybe multiple times, but new in 2022, and I'm probably going to say that a lot today, uh, <laughs> is cross tour testing. And what that means is for, for guys listening that might be new, might be new to this. So last year you had to stay within your tour. Southside tour guys can only play with Southside tour guys. Right. Um, and so on and so forth. Uh, this year, we're allowing any CGT member to play with any CGT member. So if you are on the South side tour and you have a buddy up on the North side tour and you're like, Hey, you know, he's playing, you know, whatever, um, pine meadow. And I really want to check out pine meadow. Well, now you can't, you can go check that right. out and play with your buddy who's on the North side tour and you could attest to his score and it will go towards official scoring or vice versa. He can come down and play a Southside tour course that he's never played before. Um, mm -hmm. Basically we're just, we're trying to 
allow you guys to play more, you know, more new courses, you know, with people on other tours. Um, that way, you know, it, it works out, it works out well for everybody. Yeah. It's just more flexibility for everybody. Correct. So, um, you know, and, and the nice thing too is, you know, if you're on the South side and you're playing on the North side and you're playing with your buddy, you guys are, you know, going to get the same rates. So it works out for everybody. Exactly. So that was the other thing too, is, um, anything that that said course is getting in terms of, of rates, like Rob mentioned, that, that he's on high alert. Um, you will also get those same rates. So, you know, to Rob's point, um, even if you guys, even if there was three different, you know, tour members on three different tours and you guys are going to play on a West side tour, you guys will all get the same rate. So yep. it's, it's a, it's a nice perk of, of being, you know, on the Chicago golf tour. Um, next up, and we've mentioned this before as well, uh, we are introducing an e-flight. So aside from our A, B, C, and D flights, which, you know, are all flighted dependent on corresponding handicaps. Um, the e-flight members is going to be, it's going to be a standalone flight and e-flight yep. members, essentially it's 18 plus handicaps can now play at their full handicap and e-flight members will play against other e-flight members for points and payouts. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be huge. Um, you know, guys, Guys want to play at their full handicap, and that's completely understandable. Um, so now we're we're able to offer that, and yep. too. And I think guys are going to be happy. They, you know, are no longer restricted to playing in at eighteen. Yep. So that is something to look forward to. Um, so going back to the the one hour block tea time window. So I mentioned we're going to be offering something else and that is the Slack communication platform. So the Slack communication platform allows our guys to basically instantly communicate with other guys on the tours um, and target them via, you know, events, dates, um, basically any kind of verbiage you want to search, you could find via channels and we'll have different channels set up for all the different yeah. floors, different topics, everything. It's basically a forum, you know, it'd be, it's good communication. So. Correct. So to your point, we are going to use it essentially as a chat, a forum, uh, a place to talk a little smack, you know, mm-hmm. just a, a place to find money games, um, there you, go. you know, or just games in general. Um, so that's going to be essentially our way of, you know, getting rid of the whole email thread thing and moving into, you know, the, the Slack communication realm. So that's going to be huge. Um, now we get into some serious stuff here. All of the ones before were serious, but now it's, it's starting to get big. And the next one, Rob, is one we've never talked about. And we've sat on it for a while and we actually went back and forth and we said, you know what, we need to do it. So we are talking about 
the Hidden Giggles Social League. Oh, here we go. So the Hidden Giggles Social League is for the guys that may not want to compete at the level that our other tours do. Um, and they, you know, kind of just want to kick back and relax and, you know, just play in a much more relaxed atmosphere. And that's fine too. Right. You know, as long as, as long as you're on the golf course, that's all that really matters. Right. Yep. So the hidden giggles social league is going to be, you know, play at your own set of relaxed rules, you know, play with whomever you'd like, play from whatever tees you want all still while having access to, you know, our course partner discounts and our CGT network of community golfers. Right. So you're still going to have the same access as everybody else. You're still going to be able to post a score. Um, The only difference is, is that, you know, you're kind of going out there and, and playing the game, how you like to play. Right. Right. So instead of playing, you know, tournament golf or, you know, USGA rules, you're, you're basically saying, Hey, you know, we're going to play, we're going to play a ball in hand today, or we're going to play from the red tees or, you know, it's whatever you want to do. So we, we think that's going to be huge. Um, Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's all about what meet new people, the golf community, finding fellow golf nuts like yourself and myself and right. just having a good time getting them out on the weekend. So, right. Well, we've, we found over the last couple of years that a lot of guys join this thing because they are looking for, you know, some type of interaction or some type of networking. And really the only thing is, is, you know, amateur tours like this, but, None of them really offer that aspect. Right. But you could play in your your uh, Tuesday men's league, I guess, and that's a little bit more, you know, relaxed. But they're still playing by, you know, uh, house rules, and you know, um, I'm sure there's a, you know, a president or whatever in each one of those leagues who's enforcing. You have 14 clubs in your bag. Well in the hit and giggle social league, <laughs> you can bring as many clubs as you want. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, it's, it's just a way for us to be able to offer uh, another sector to where it's not so competitive, but we right. still want guys to be able to enjoy the game, enjoy the company, um, still be able to receive the discounts, still have right. access to our website, you know, still be able to have access to you guys to, to be able to reach out and, and find other guys that, you know, just want to go slap it around and have a good time. So, sure. yeah. so that's going to be, that's going to be big. Um, we have another, another new um, addition that we haven't talked about, and this is actually fairly new. Like this hasn't really been kicked around up until literally like three weeks ago. So, yeah. And it's been something we've – so I shouldn't say it hasn't been kicked around because early on we we talked about it um, and it kind of – it just didn't make sense where we were at year one, year two, and now it, it, it kind of makes sense. So next up, we have the Scratch Series, <laughs> the CGT Scratch Series. So mm-hmm. – 
I'm sure there's a lot of guys going, well, what is that? So the scratch theory, the scratch series, it's not a flight. It's not going to be really anything to do with our normal tours. So these are going to be four one day event tournaments. Yep. And just like it says, scratch, no handicap, um, open invite. It's open to non-members as well. So we're looking to build this thing as if it was the old Chicago open. We want the best AMs in the state competing against one another in a one day, 18 hole stroke, um, individual play. So we're looking to build that out. Um, we have a lot of traction on it and we've actually added, um, another member to the team who's going to help run that sector. And that's Casey McKitus. And Casey has been with us since year one. He's an OG. Um, he was actually mad that I didn't let him in last year because he late registered. And I told him, <laughs> I told him, I'm sorry, man, you know, everything was already done. Um, anyways, fast forward, we're still good friends. So Casey is a, hell of a golfer himself um right if there's any guys out there who have been around in the illinois area um case mckitis is you know a well-known name so i played with him at uh heritage bluffs did you really oh yeah it was uh it was quite entertaining to watch a golfer to his caliber it was awesome how many years ago not last year obviously the year before yeah what What was that? that I don't think that was a playoff for me. No, no, that was a playoff. I think. Yeah. What, uh, what do you shoot? I don't know. Maybe one or two over. I mean, obviously it was, he could have played better just watching him play, but it was, it was pretty impressive. He's a stick man. He's really, he's super good. Um, but yeah, so Casey's Casey's going to be taking the lead on that. Um, just because that's, that's more of his arena. Um, and we're super comfortable with, with kind of handing it off to him and saying, here you go and, and run with it. Obviously we're going to be there for support, but like I said, Casey knows that area of golf and those golfers better than anybody. So mm-hmm. we're super pumped for that. Again, that's called the scratch series. It's going to be four one day events and we're looking initially, this is all, like I said, this is all very new. Um, so initially we're looking for a minimum 50 person field. Uh, we hope to obviously grow that to at least, you know, 80, hundred, but in the first year, that's what we're looking for. I think it's very doable. I actually think 50 will be no problem. Um, again, there's, especially AMs and, and speaking of AMs, let, let's, let's be straight. Excuse me. This is amateur golf. So the, you know, no past or, or former uh, professionals, not allowed. It was a strictly amateurs. So mm-hmm. if you already had, had texted your buddy, who's a pro and said, Hey man, <laughs> I got well, yeah, that's not going to happen. So it's, it's strictly amateurs. Um, and like I said, we're, we're looking to, to make this the premier, you know, amateur golf 
tournament series uh, in the Chicagoland area. You know, hopefully in the next two years, three years, we have guys coming in from, you know, Michigan, Minnesota, um, all throughout the Midwest to come and play with this thing. And then eventually, you know, we're talking years down the road, but we'd like to put together a scratch team, compete versus other states, so on and so forth. Those are those are some other uh, bigger ticket items that we've put on the uh, the agenda for the three to five year outlook. But um, yeah, that's that's a lot of what we're offering. Um, I think that's it, Rob. Yeah, I think you pretty much covered everything. I mean, everything is obviously here to better, you know, everybody's experience for the tour this year coming up. So I'm really excited about that. The um, cross tour testing, I keep on saying, but I'm excited to try to get some of these courses to play up on the north side, a few on the south side, but mostly on the north side, because there's some on that list from last year that I always said I wanted to go up and play. So pretty pumped about that. Well, while we're on this subject, I, I figure I might dive a little bit into this as well. So, you know, we get we get asked quite a bit, especially during registration. Um, you know, in terms of discounts at courses. So the last two years has been crazy. Obviously, you guys are well aware of the golf boom. Um, really, what I'm getting at is. The, the discounts at these courses, first of all, these courses, they don't need to discount us. So for guys that, that play, right. And then, you know, they're pissed off that it's only like a six or $7 discount. That course never needed to give us a six or six or $7 discount. So mm-hmm. I guess what I'm getting at is that anything that we receive, any type of discount from these courses, from our course partners in 2022 is a plus in the green column, no matter what. So I guess I'm trying to maybe go on a small rant, but not really go on a rant. Yeah. Um, I think though with the cross tour testing, testing, I should say, I think, you know, Obviously, it benefits everybody, right? But it will also benefit us showing the courses that, you know, we do bring value. I mean, they can obviously fill the T-sheets. They don't really need us, but it's also good for us to, if we have more numbers show up to each course, you know, it just right. makes us look better. So, Correct. Yeah, to your point, yes, absolutely. Aside from aside from cross tour testing, I'm just talking about in general, like, Oh yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. Just in general, you know, if you guys, and I'm sure you guys have seen it the last couple of years, like these courses are slammed, you know, they, like I said, they don't need to discount us, but the fact that they are, and they're, they're still willing to work with us says a lot about the Chicago golf. Mm-hmm. Otherwise yeah. they'd be like, Hey man, sorry, but in, 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 you know, to be quite honest with you guys, a couple hat. They're like, listen, we're, we're not into discounting anybody until this thing goes away. That's literally what I've been told a couple of times. Right. And that's fine. And I get that point of view, but you know, on the flip side of that, you know, these courses that are playing the whole COVID card, 
when COVID's gone, they're going to be looking for the the, the guys, right. that, you know, have been, you know, playing the game for 25, 30 years and they'd be wondering where they went. Well, to me, that's just bad business, but I get it. It, it is what it is. Um, I mean, as long as we keep on showing our a strong, you know, presence, I think, you know, we'll be fine. Right. 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 So that was, yeah, that, that rant was brought to you by Pepper. <laughs> So no, it, um, I'm just trying to get the message across that it's tough, you know, um, trying to, you know, add value to the courses and to, you know, CGT members as well. You know, there's, there's gotta be some type of balance, obviously, you know, the courses have to make money too. Right. Um, but, but to Rob's point, we're looking to, to add value, um, as well. So. Just kind and of, I mean, our, our, our schedules are looking good. So I'm pretty excited about that. Schedules are looking real good. Um, mm-hmm. Those. So that's a good point. Forgot about that. So schedules will be um, finalized by probably mid February, if not sooner. I would, if I was a betting man, I'd bet on the latter um, just because they are about 75% ish done. They are looking very fire. Um, I think we have three or four courses, new courses, on each schedule. So we're we're super pumped for those. Um, Again, schedules are going to be a little bit different this year in terms of geographical location, just because we're we've talked about this before as well too. But we're trying to move everything clockwise if, if you looked at the map of chicago but um regardless the the courses are are great we've brought we brought back some some older courses that we used to have on the schedule um or in this case we've stolen them from the west side tour and then given them back to the west side tour um, so schedules are looking fire i believe that's just about everything. Um, I have a feeling I'm forgetting something and I very well could be, but in the meantime, we're going to jump right into the um, American express picks. There we go. Is we are going to go over the book it with T picks. So for the American express T has uh, Mr. Hadwin, 65 to 1. Mm-hmm. Zelotoris, 50 to 1. We got Wolf, 28 to 1. And Scotty Shuffler, 16 to 1. And you could book really? Yeah. And you could book it with T. No Rambo? No Rambo. Wow. Hey, man. I just. I, I know. You're just the messenger. Just I get it. Messenger. Okay. T. Hey. Those are T's picks. T, okay. whatever T says, go. Trust in T. And trust in T. That's it. We put our trust in T. <laughs> and you could look awesome. in Express picks with T. Sweet. Yeah. So, um, other than that, like I said, we might have we might have something else. We'll have to circle back on, but. Um, as always, I mean, the email will be going out 
Nice of all. Yeah, email will be going out. You guys, so guys that are, you know, avid listeners or, you know, basically if you're if you're waiting to for this episode to come out, you're going to hear this first before you get the email, but the email will be out, what, Wednesday? Tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. Wednesday. So be on the lookout for that. But as always, Rob, are you ready for the top three? I'm ready for the top three. So this past weekend, I came across like an article online about, you know, golf superstitions or, you know, quirks that players have. Right. And it got me thinking, I'm like, man, I do have quite a few of these little quirks, superstitions that I do for every round and things got to be a certain way. So my top three or whatever you want to say, what are your three, if you have them, quirks, superstitions for your golf round? I have a lot of them. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's hear them. But this might sound weird. Um, no, we're in the trust tree. There's nothing weird. We're in a trust tree. This is a, I like that. I like, I like being in the tree. Um, this might sound weird, but I would probably, and I'm going to have to think of the other two, but number three would probably be my shoelace loops can't be like touching my leg. Wait, what? So my shoelace loops yeah. on my shoes sure. have to be a certain way. Otherwise, I, I, I look at them when I putt or I just notice them if they're like touching my leg. I mean, let me just, so how long are your shoelaces that you have loops that can touch your legs? Well, no, just like if it's bent back up and it's like. Oh, I got you. Like, okay hitting my shin or whatever. So they have to, they have to be symmetrical, not touching your leg. So I was going to say, they also have to be like same length, like symmetrical so that like there's, there's a good portion of loop on each side. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, I told you it was weird. (laughs) That that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Did you ever look into Velcro shoes? Not yet. Once I or hit slip-ons. Once I hit the retirement home, I'm all in Velcro. <laughs> I'm all in those bad boys. Man, that's a hot start for a third one. I told you. I, hey, Damn. I thought we were in the tree, man. We are in the tree. There's all right. Um, number two, I would probably have to go with like putting on the putting green and saying and like saying to myself. Like, hey, if I if I make this, today is going to be a good round. <laughs> right. So that's probably <laughs> that's probably number two. Um, and then number one, I probably have to say the way that my hat fits, like on my head. Oh, I'm I'm a huge hat guy, so I, I get that. Yeah, like if they're if it's just not like if it's not feeling right or if it feels like too high or if like the sides are out or what, just I, something about the hat. Right? Sure. Sure. And I constantly will take it off and look at it or like rebend it, put it back on. Um, yeah. So I would say that's probably my, my top three. How about you? Well, first off, I want to backtrack to your shoes. You need to share with everybody that shoe hack for the dryer. Got to tweet that video out, man, from the other night. Okay. That was, I mean, that was impressive. I will. I will actually. Um, 
I found it on Instagram. That was awesome. I will. Okay. I will put a reminder in. So my top three, well, honorable mention, because now that you got me thinking is, you know, I'm always a firm believer if it doesn't happen very much, but if you like birdie the first hole, it's going to be a, it's a bad sign. Like it's not going to be a good round. That's how I always feel. Like it's, it's a power bogey or nothing. Cause if it's anything other besides that, it's going to be about bad round. That's how I feel. Um, so that's honorable mention. Third is um, my divot, divot tool. My little club brush have to be in my left pocket and whoa, whoa, whoa. four or five. Rewind. You keep, <laughs> you keep your club brush in your pocket? No, no. You, you've never seen the little circle ones that are like the size of a quarter and they um, got just a couple of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no. I'm like, I'm not like having a clip to my belt or anything like that. <laughs> or that's what I thought. And, no, no, no. Or the guys that, I mean, no offense, but the guys that wear the towels in the back pockets oh, that okay. cracks me up too. Oh yeah. Um, um, and then so the tees are in the right pocket along with my ball marker, and then two would be um, the ball marker. I have quite a few, and I'm a big fan of. Um, I don't know people follow Coach Customs um, on Instagram. He's the one that you know hammers them out, and he's pretty big now with uh, PGA and quite a few players uses, but um, Vince and I and a couple other guys got on his bandwagon right when he first started. So we all have a, quite a few from him. So we like, I, I alternate, but so one side he's got, you know, he puts, he stamps um, for your name use only. So it's for Rob use only. And then the other side's a design. So my thing is if it's a birdie putt, it's flipped over to, for my use only. And then if it's anything else, it's the design that he put. I like that. Yeah. And then uh, my number one one is um, if I have a ball that's got a three on it, that I write junior on there for my dad. And then vice versa, if I have a ball that's number two, I write three on there for me because I'm the third. So that's my three. Nice. Very nice. Mm -hmm. You brought up a couple good, really good ones I forgot about. So I'm very meticulous as well about what goes in my pockets mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter what goes in them. Somehow they always get mixed up. Like I'll start off with T's in my right pocket by mm -hmm. the, by the sixth hole, there's three T's in my left pocket. And I always, <laughs> Oh, you know, what's a really good one after the turn, after the turn, if you get something and your wallet is still in your pocket and you don't know oh, until like you're, you're putting, that's, that's the worst. And you're like, dude, I got a double because this wallet is still in my pocket. Or the phone. Same thing goes for the phone. Yeah. So those are both really good ones. Um, marker, I am very cautious about. So I use this old blue like poker chip looking marker. Mm -hmm from a charity event that I helped run like years ago, mm -hmm. but I use it for all the scrambles I play in. So I don't know. It's always just brought me good luck. So mm -hmm. I use that one um, and I couldn't find it on Saturday for like, Oh, then there you go. That's why PJ no, beat you. No, no, I, it was like for 20 minutes, but it was just like oh. in one of the, the creases like in the pouch. 
Mm-hmm. So I ended up finding it before the round. So I couldn't use that as an excuse, but um, <laughs> no, but that's a good one. There's, there's a lot, man. I think just the more that I listen to you talk, I'm like, Oh, oh yeah, it's another one. That's another one. Um, the shoelace thing though, man, that's, is that banana? You're gonna, is that, well, no, I'm, I think I might have to be looking at that now too. I don't know. We'll see. I just don't like things that, you know, you. What's that? <laughs> you don't like being touched. I, I do like being touched, but not by the shoelaces. Um, I just don't like things that kind of, you know, obscure my, my um, visibility or like, yeah, I'm just weird about it. So shoelaces is always a big thing. Um, that's why I enjoy sometimes wearing pants like in the spring or the winter because I don't have to really worry about it. There you go. Yeah. So, but um, no, it's a good top three. Yeah, I thought so. The article was interesting. Yeah. Just to see some, I think it was a Jack Nicholas had to have three quarters or maybe it was Watson had to have three quarters in his pocket. Yeah. Uh, I think I think Dustin Johnson has that his quarter is like the year he's born or something like that mm-hmm. or something like that. So, yeah, that would be that would be a super cool question to ask, like the entire tour, because mm-hmm. I'm sure there's some freaks out there. Oh, I'm sure there's a lot like, of like a shoelace guy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, I mean, it goes for any sport, but yeah, I mean, in all reality, it's. Well, it's like it's a good question. It's like Jordan playing with his North Carolina shorts under his bull shorts. Like that's right. That's the biggest probably superstition that I could think of. Mm-hmm. Um, Space Jam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, as always, Rob. Till the next episode, we'll see you in the fairway. See you in the fairway, Tom. See you, buddy. <laughs>